Welcome to Mr. Bait and Switch. Ghost stories to keep you and your organization alive. Each of these stories is written to reflect on life-giving insights. But you have to figure out what the insight is that will keep you alive. For more information and reflection and discussion questions, go to spacepainter.com. And now, let's get to our next story. Warmth. Written and read by J. Thomas Sparrow. 29-year-old salesman Henry Gibbons was looking out the back door, staring at the woods. He was feeling compelled to tell a ghost story. He wasn't sure what the story would be, but he found himself searching for his boss, the hostess of the party. The party was designed to bring families of the employees together for a midsummer celebration. It was at the CEO's house, which was ablaze with lights and people. Henry spotted her. Cleo, he said, I was thinking that it would be fun for the children if I told them a story. I love kids, and you know I always have something to say. That would be lovely, Cleo said. Perhaps you could calm them down. I'll gather them on the deck. Perfect, Henry said as he thought. I will give them a bit of a fright. He thought the woods should be part of the story, because they were nearby and mysterious. He felt it really didn't matter what he said. It was all make-believe. The important thing was to get the kids to listen and give them a good scare. When the children were seated, Henry had them turn and look at the woods. The grass behind the deck stretched for about 150 feet. Then there was a split-rail cedar fence and another stretch of grass, maybe 20 feet or so. And then the woods started, thick and dark. What do you suppose is in those woods? asked Henry. There's a raccoon that lives in there, said one of the boys. That's right, said Henry. And do you know that there are also creatures in the woods that aren't alive? The children puzzled at this question. Yes, these creatures are a shadow of their former selves. They are men and women, just like the adults at this party but they've been captured and turned to shadows. Henry took a drink of his beer and looked at the children. Their eyes were wide. He had their full attention. When the sun sets, no one can see the shadows. That's when the shadow creatures come out of the woods and try to get warm. They are shadows. They are always cold, even on warm summer nights. How do they get warm? asked Tony, one of the older kids. He was eight years old. They come into houses of people like you and me. Henry sipped his beer. The kids looked worried. Sometimes at night, you might hear a whistling noise. It might be the wind. Or it could be the shadow people trying to get into your house. They sound like this. Henry breathed in and out, making his breath whistle. 
And if they do get into your house, they will look for blankets. They will creep under them. If you happen to be under a blanket, the shadow people will nibble at your feet and ankles, or perhaps even your neck or tummy, trying to eat your warmth and make you one of them. At that point, one of the little girls burst into tears. I don't like this story. The other children joined her. This is too scary. Suddenly, almost all the children were crying. Tony, the eight-year-old, said, You're a bad man to make children cry. The children raced off the deck, crying for their parents. Henry shouted at them, Calm down, it's just a funny story. A couple minutes later, his boss appeared in the doorway. What were you thinking? How could you tell such a story to the little ones? Everybody likes a scary story, said Henry. Not like the one you told. I won't tell any more tonight. Henry, I need you to leave. The children can't even look at you without crying. You should have known better. Henry got his coat, said a couple of goodbyes, and high-fived one of his friends near the front door. Dude, said Henry's friend, you're the one who makes the kids cry. Henry fired up his vintage Mustang and did a quick U-turn and then took a left onto Woods Drive. The sun had just set. When Henry was about a mile into the forest, his car shuddered. Ten seconds later, it died. After a few times trying to start the car, he got out and shut the door so no mosquitoes, moths, or whatever else was flying in the twilight would get into the car. Henry pulled up the hood and stared at the engine compartment. He could hardly see anything. He went back to open up the car and grab his phone. It was locked. The keys and his phone were inside. It was one of the dilemmas of having a vintage car. It was easy to lock the door with your keys inside. He went back to the front of the car and closed the hood. At that instant, Henry felt something on his neck. He thought maybe it was a bug and slapped his neck to try to kill it. Whatever it was, he felt a definite sting. He shrugged it off and started walking back toward the party. A few steps into the trip, he saw a shadow move across the road in front of him. The woods were dense on each side of the road. Henry thought that it must have been the last bit of light mixing with the coming night. Yet, he suddenly felt uncomfortably alone. A few steps more and Henry saw another shadow pass in front of him. He stopped walking. He could hear the wind whistling through the trees. A second later, he literally jumped in the air as once again he felt something on the back of his neck. It was more than a tingling. It was painful, like a bee sting. He couldn't find the bee. He rubbed his neck. It was wet. Was it sweat or blood? He looked at his fingers. They had blood on them. Henry decided to jog back to the party. 
He could hear his steps on the gravel crunching the rocks. Every step seemed loud. He wondered if he was calling attention to himself in the stillness. Perhaps he should walk quietly along this deserted road. He felt another sting on his neck, this time lower, though, and more towards his back. That pain made him start to sprint. He was running to get out of these woods. At this pace, he would be out in just a few minutes. He felt a bite on his ankle. Something was tearing into him. He screamed and tried to swat at his leg while running and tripped himself. He tumbled to the ground. His neck, his back, his right ankle felt like they were all on fire. As he climbed to his knees, he heard a low whistle coming from above. He turned toward it and saw a shadow hovering over the ground, a kind of breathy whistle emanating from it. Henry managed to get himself up. He forced himself to run. He could see the street lamp for the neighborhood in the distance. One foot, now the next, now the next. He felt he was in slow motion. The shadow was at his side. Then the pain hit his neck. He grabbed at it and felt a jolt of pain in his fingertips. Then it jumped to his whole hand and arm. The pain was spreading across his body. He would not stop running. One foot, now the next, now the next. He looked at his fingers and saw that they were gone. All he could see of his hand was a shadow. The pain moved from his neck to his face. He stopped running. Henry collapsed from a stabbing pain in his legs. He looked at himself and saw nothing but shadow. He felt himself being lifted off the ground. The woods. He was moving into the woods. He lost consciousness. After a bit, he awoke. His sight was unclear, as if he was looking through a veil. He raised his hand and saw a shadowy outline. Then he raised his other hand. Nothing but shadow. He was shivering from the cold. He found himself wandering through the woods. Wherever he looked, he went. He glided through the dense growth. He looked up and traveled upward to the tops of the trees. He looked down and slid downward. Something caught his attention and he went towards it. Henry came to the edge of the woods. He saw a stretch of grass and a cedar fence and a house ablaze in light. Playing, laughing on the deck were children. Warmth, said Henry very slowly. He took a deep, whistling breath. Thanks for listening to Mr. Bait and Switch, ghost stories to keep you and your organization alive. Remember to see reflection and discussion questions. 
go to spacepainter.com. This podcast is brought to you by Resounding Source Audio.